Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Franchise Euphoria. Josh Brown here. Today's episode is brought to you by Franchise 5. Why Franchise 5? I'm glad you asked. Growing your franchise in a slow, deliberate, and thoughtful manner is a smart way to grow. Franchise 5 helps you do this by expanding five locations at a time with a zen-like focus on the geographic locations that make sense for your growth. To learn more about this, go to FranchiseEuphoria.com forward slash Franchise 5. That's the number five. So FranchiseEuphoria.com forward slash Franchise 5. Now to today's episode. Today I'm super pumped. I've got a client of mine, a friend, and a franchise or on uh, that I interview. His name's Jason Markowitz. He's the founder and CEO of Fitness Premier 24-7, a fitness club franchise that offers a variety of specialty classes to help individuals achieve their fitness goals. Jason got his start in the fitness industry with his first job out of college at a health club chain where he gained practical business experience opening and operating fitness facilities. When the opportunity was presented to both own and operate the fifth location his boss was franchising, Jason and his wife, Kelly, jumped on it. During the next few years, Jason owned and operated health clubs that had state-of-the-art equipment, comfortable environment, and a great price point. The locations were successful. The constant turnover in membership really bothered him. Fitness Premier 24-7 was conceived to address that issue. Jason created a model that had all the great features of traditional clubs, but with a focus on results-oriented, individual success plans, and tailored to help clients reach their fitness goals. Additionally, Jason leads Fitness Premier's One Team, One Dream Mastermind Group with all key leaders within the company. Really excited to have Jason on. First of all, I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years and really impressed not only with his business acumen, uh, but with his drive and with his strategic thinking, and with how he and his team have really uh, started to grow their fitness premier franchise. I think you'll really enjoy this episode. I think you'll get a lot of good insight of what it takes to really take a franchise, and once you've turned your business into a franchise, how you go through the process of trying to grow it, but growing it the right way. Here's my interview with Jason Markowitz, founder and CEO of Fitness Premier 24-7. Hello, Jason. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Josh. Thanks for having me. Well, yeah, I'm thrilled to have someone like yourself who's been a part of a growing franchise business, Fitness Premier, um, and also has had experience on the franchisee side of things as well and just general business experience. So I'm excited to have you share a little bit of, I guess, your journey along this path. But before we jump into all that, how did you get into the fitness business in the first place? You know, great question. You know, when I, uh, you know, I grew up very active in sports um, throughout my whole life, and I, I was fortunate to play a little football in college. So, even graduating from Saint Xavier University, uh, I was really just looking for a job. I got a degree in business, and was just looking for my first job out of school. And I had, I had fortunate timing. I actually went to uh, college with a cousin, a gentleman who started the, really the first kind of EFT-based fitness concept in the Midwest back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, I just got a job there out of school and just organically learned a business, um, helped pre-sell a couple of locations. It was a neat concept. It was the first really affordable EFT-based uh, membership model back then of, of, of its time. 
in the first day at the Chicago market for sure. So I uh, got a job at the Shoreward location, and uh, we've really been just kind of growing it ever since. And uh, the fifth location. What's EFT mean? EFT is electronic funds transfer. So in the late 90s, most health clubs back then were doing paid and full memberships, and, and not a lot of concepts were applying the automatic recurring revenue model uh, to the health club business. You know, so it, it started catching wind really in the late 90s, early 2000s, and there was nothing in the Chicagoland area that was, was doing that. So it enables you to really get a consistent revenue stream of, of revenue coming in. Well, it's huge, right? I mean, it's huge. I can't imagine a gym that doesn't do that at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. There's, you'll still come across a couple concepts out there that are maybe a little bit outdated in their thinking and still promoting paid and fulls for, for whatever reason. But yeah, 90% of your concepts are doing that these days for sure. And so you were part of that system when they first transitioned to that? Yeah. So the first location, and at one point we grew it to about 40, 45 locations. And it was, it was kind of started as a family-operated business. My, uh, my partner now, the founder, John Bellinor, who started, had a lot of brothers and sisters in the market. So we were, my wife and I were the first non-family member to get some ownership and location back in 2002. And you know, really from that experience, we've kind of been snowballing ever since, just kind of learning as we go and applying new ways of thinking and you know, tweaking the business model over the last, you know, 15, 16, 17 years. Now, so you were franchisees at that point? Yeah, uh, you know what? It was kind of a, it was a privately held company. So it wasn't a traditional franchise system, but we were privately, you know, just a private company where every location kind of operated on its own, but under one consistent brand and name. So, uh, you know, we, we informally abided by a formal, you know, informal set of rules and, and guidelines and parameters and, and work together. Like I said, it grew to about 40, 45 locations. So, you know, through that experience, I, I learned what, you know, what, what do we need to make more consistent? What needs to be more clear? And, that, you know, that's, you know, obviously what attracted us to some of the franchise concepts. So talk to me about that in the, in the fitness world, obviously there's a lot of fitness businesses, not just franchises, but just fitness locations. Tell me when you were working in those early days and you're working sort of in, in the business and trying to make things better, trying to th- make things more efficient, you know, what were some of the, the consistent issues that you were having to deal with? You know, I, I think one of the things we saw early on is that, you know, our, our members and our clients were looking for a little more than just, uh, you know, a clean and friendly facility. You know, we had that. We had a very clean and friendly environment, you know, but we quickly learned that um, customers, you know, they wanted and they honestly, they needed more to be successful in fitness in particular because it's, you know, it's traditionally it's not very convenient. It's, it's not very fun sometimes. It's hard work. Yeah. Who the hell likes to work out, Jason? That's I mean, a great seriously. question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not fun all the time, but it's, it's an important part of life. It's an important part of feeling better, you know, mentally and emotionally. And it just, it covers all aspects of, of health. Um, so, we, you know, we try to put together some programs that really, um, you know, made it more fun, made it more attractive, made it easier to, you know, teach customers as they're coming through how to pick up and start a fitness program, how to stick with it and just create incentives along the way. So, you know, that's probably the biggest thing that we learned. Going through that is, you know, anybody can charge a, a set rate and have equipment and do those sort of things. But the programming part of it is a is something we like to spend a lot of time and thinking outside the box on. Well, and and to me, that's a big value add because, like you said, I mean, anybody can, you know, throw some equipment in a gym and you know, basically have you run the card as you go in and out of there. I it was funny because I think I read a statistic somewhere that a lot of these gyms that essentially are just a, a big space with with equipment and they don't do anything else, they really bank on the fact that, you know, something like 60 to 80% of their people at, at various times during the year 
don't use it. In fact, if all of their people actually use the gym, if all of their members actually use it, there wouldn't be enough space in a gym. But they they bank on the fact that you know a yeah. lot of people are just going to sign up yeah. and never yeah. come. No, I mean, that was amazing. It's, you know, it's obviously a little bit backwards that way of thinking of um, you know not encouraging your customers to to utilize the facility. So you know we we try to invert that, and you know we our our target market is you know a little bit kind of smaller to mid-sized markets where we typically, you know, can get in there and build a nice location and, and just make it fun and encourage people to come and utilize the facility. Yeah. So you take, so you take that early on experience where you're working, you're looking to model, you kind of helped grow that system. And then let's flash forward a little bit. Now you get uh, to Fitness Premier. T- tell me about Fitness Premier. When did it start? Yeah. So Fitness Premier was started back in about 2006, 2007. We, we did some locations. Um, you know, really all through the Midwest and Mid-South, we were in various states and we learned a lot of good experience. So we really started to, you know, kind of take the, uh, the concepts of our previous model and take what worked really well, which is affordable membership pricing, clean, friendly, convenient locations, but then really focus hard on applying some, some programming and some services that made it fun for the members, helped them get better results and ultimately added a lot of profitability to each location. So that we're not so reliant just on health club membership revenue. Um, so, you know, we did that from about 2006 to 2012, and now we've really focused, you know, regionally here in central Illinois and the South Chicagoland area of, of really, you know, really growing as quickly as we can create and find and attract good leadership is, is really our, our growth pace at this point. Because you guys like to focus on, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys like to focus on sort of going into um, smaller towns or smaller areas and helping to provide a really good option uh, for a nice, clean, well-maintained fitness club that also helps provide people with those extra benefits that you had talked about, you know, helping them achieve the results that they want, putting together successful, you know, individual plans and sort of tailoring the experience uh, to the individuals. Is, is that is that the plan for, for Fitness Premier? It is. Yeah, it is. We, we see a lot of opportunity in the, uh, I guess, the West, you know, underserved, smaller communities. You know, the average population in our clubs is between ten and 15,000 people in our locations and we find a lot of opportunity there because typically there's not a great fitness offering in town. Um, so we can do a nice job of obviously building our clubs, putting good leadership in place, and then ultimately integrating the members so that they feel a part of the club. You know, we try to really focus on being a part of that community and, and putting together a good customized plan that'll help them fit, you know, stick with their fitness routine, um, you know, for, for years and years to come. It's, it's definitely more about relationship building than it is just selling a, selling a key tech commodity. So not too long ago, you decided to franchise that concept. And in full disclosure, I had a helping hand in that and uh, been working with you. But I'd love for you to tell the people uh, who are listening, because, you know, there's people out there who are contemplating, you know, whether or not, A, they should buy into a franchise or B, whether they should turn their business into a franchise. So talk a little bit about what sort of things you considered, you contemplated before you made the decision to franchise your business. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we look at the, you know, we looked at the pros and cons of, you know, taking a commitment to go through the formal process of, you know, the legal part that we went through with you, Josh, of, you know, the, the cost of doing that and, and the branding. And ultimately, you know, we kind of looked at all, all scenarios and, you know, being a business for almost 20 years now, you, you go through enough challenges um, time and time again, you know, you, at some point, we're not the smartest groups in the world, but you, you learn from those mistakes and you, you try to make adjustments that overall serve the, uh, you know, the brand as a whole. So, you know, we wanted to create something that was special that we could really make a career for our, our, our team members. So that's kind of how the original thought process starts. So once we got comfortable with, you know, going through the, the legal 
work of putting together the FTD and, and uh, you know, we committed some resources to rebranding, you know, kind of the look and the feel inside and outside the club. So those were probably the two big cost factors that we considered. But once we agreed to do that, it was really about creating opportunities for our, you know, our key leadership team, you know, because within our model, we could only pay general managers of the facilities, you know, so much at the end of the day. And, you know, when you hit challenges of managers turning over, you want to come up with a way that you can create some long-term consistency in the brand, especially, you know, in each individual location. So, you know, franchising for us was kind of that step to be able to do that, to take, you know, our concept. And we felt really good about the scalability of it. And a lot of the systems we had in place were, were spot on. So we feel good there. So it was about, you know, taking that plunge and creating those opportunities for the management team so they can have the opportunity to own their own location, make a great wage and, and have a lot of fun doing what they're doing. Yeah. And, and you, you guys were in business for what, eight or nine years before you decided to franchise? Yeah. Yeah, we were. We, I think we set it up in 2016. And uh, yeah, our first locations opened 2006, 2007 under the Fitness Premier brand. You bet. Well, I think that's an important point to underscore because there's a lot of people who uh, want to open up their business. They open up their business. They have some they have some success, some moderate success. And then all of a sudden they want to jump right in to the franchise model. But I think it's I think it's important to to take the time to figure out your system first and to fine tune things like you guys did over the course of, you know, almost a decade, right? You know, where you're and you've got multiple locations at that point. And so you can work through all of the challenges that come along with having multiple locations and growing a brand before you decide to go into the franchise model. Yeah, no, absolutely. No doubt about it. I think you want to be able to, you know, kind of vet through and learn from your own experiences before you, you know, franchise it and, and you know, put the business model in a box for, for lack of a better analogy for others to take it and run with it. So I, I feel pretty good that we were able to do that over the past decade for sure. So tell me some of the challenges as a, as a fitness place, right? You know, you have a lot of competition. Um, you have a lot of different business models out there. Um, and not only just in the, in the physical fitness places, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, but also just, you know, people who are doing it at their house, people who are doing all, you know, doing it through, you know, online streaming programs, anything like that. How do you guys compete? And then how do you differentiate your model, um, from the others? No, that's a great question. You know, and we're, you know, we're fitness promoters, so we're promoters of all types of fitness, obviously. So for us, you know, we, we focus on keeping our locations very family-orientated, family-friendly. You know, we, we truly do welcome everybody. We take kids as young as 12, and we have obviously a, a nice senior citizen program that we have in each location that we offer specific classes for. So, you know, that, that's the first step, keeping it affordable, making it convenient, and then at the end of the day, making it fun. You know, so we, we try to really focus on, you know, our, the way I refer to our business model, it's a kind of a hybrid fitness offering where we have your traditional health club offerings that you'll find at any gym across the country, affordable pricing and a great facility and, and great people but then also having some some really strong and fun and programming whether it's our virtual group x classes or our team training program or personal training or a nutrition offering that help educate the, the members and clients so that they keep coming over time you know so for us it's uh you know we, we don't get everybody in the community but you know we do the best we can of, of getting a shot and just making it you know comfortable fun and convenient um to come give us a try so if somebody's listening or if you're if you had to identify what would make a good franchisee for the fitness premiere, what are some of the qualifications that you guys are looking for in a prospective franchisee? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, it's something that we're we're definitely focused on right now is just 
you know, kind of identifying those key team players and, and making sure it's a good fit for the culture. So, you know, it's somebody who's, you know, passionate about people. You, you got to be a people person to be in this business because, you know, we see numerous different types of people on a daily basis. And ultimately, we're the, uh, you know, we're the ambassador for fitness. So you got to really enjoy working with people and have a passion for what we're doing. You know, so that's probably the most important thing. You got to, you know, I think have a good set of leadership skills. You know, our locations are really um, successful based on local leadership presence of, of leading their teams and, and driving sales and profitability, but also having a good blend of compassion that can build a team that can service clients, that can be empathetic, that can have an open ear, that can help clients work through the challenges they're having with their fitness journey. So, you know, it's somebody who's, you know, can kind of take all that and, and wrap it up and, and just have that strong leadership presence in a location. Now, is this, is your model one an owner operator type, mo- type model where the owner's going to be at the location or is it more akin to once the owner gets a good sense of how the system works, they have a management team in place um, that's going to focus more on the locations? Yeah. You know what? We have both. We have both to answer your question. I mean, it's definitely, if, if we have some that operate single units as an owner operator that have a presence in location and that's their ultimate goal, which is great, which is one way. And we have uh, we have a partnership of a franchisee group that owns three of our locations that, you know, they can't be at each one of those locations every day, uh, but they have good management and leadership within their facilities that help drive the experience. So we try to make it scalable. So based on, you know, the franchisee's goals and intention, um, they can, they can kind of craft their plan accordingly. The most important thing is if, if they're not going to be present location and be kind of semi-absentee, that they have a really strong management team in place. Um, and our recommendation would be have that management manager be vested through some type of profit share or equity earned type of position to ultimately tie them into the brand for longevity. And what, what type of training do you guys provide to the franchisees to kind of help them get going, to help them understand the brand a little bit, help them understand the processes before they open? Yeah, it's a great question. So we do a full five-day training at our office here in Mantino, Illinois, that orientates them from everything, from our back office operations to sales to service to all the systems we provide. Um, so it's a full five-day, 40-hour-a-week uh, franchisee orientation. And in conjunction to that, we do two-hour training sessions on a weekly basis. Every Wednesday from noon to two, we do ongoing training, support and sales, service, and leadership. You know, So that's also another opportunity they can either plug into – uh, live at our office in Mantino or virtually uh, through a program where we host those sessions and then we share them out to the network. And then in addition to that, we do monthly uh, head of state meetings, is what we call them, that the franchisees can plug into with their team, again, either remotely or live, where we cover a lot of business metrics and a lot of upcoming marketing campaigns. And so we, we try to keep the culture pretty tight to where we the communications just, you know, rock solid and, and it's consistent and everybody's, you know, communicating very well at the end of the day. Well, what I was going to say is what I really like, I, I, I think it's a smart model from the perspective of, of really focusing in on particular geographic areas, you know, smaller towns and so forth, as opposed to just throwing it in any big city and just trying to compete yeah. against everyone else. Um, but I also think it's smart because I think you can, you can tailor the, the offerings better to the individuals. I mean, you can get a really good sense of what the people want in that community and you can tailor it to that community. And so somebody who is, you know, a person within one of those communities that maybe has lived there their whole life or maybe has a tie there or, you know, is a professional of some sort who knows a lot of people. I mean, that seems to be, you know, that might make 
that might be a good prospect, right, for somebody to come in who has a tie to that community and who can help, obviously, promote that brand and promote the business throughout the location. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about it. You know, being a, in, a, in smaller communities, we're able to, you know, focus on a, you know, less members service so we can spend more time with each member and ultimately you know we do end up with a lot of ambassadors at each location we have some good relationships so internal interest for future locations or future growth is definitely something that we feel we're getting some momentum on and, and it'll be a focus for us moving forward for sure so if you want to learn more about fitness premier uh, franchise go to fitnesspremierclubs.com that's fitness and then premier p-r-e-m-i-e-r clubs Dot com. Jason, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. You've shared a lot of good, good information. Uh, is there any, is there any other contact information or any other information you want to provide before we, before we uh, say goodbye? Uh, you know what? The website's great. My direct email is jmarkowitz, J-M-A-R-K-O-W-I-C-Z at fitnesspremierclubs.com. And, and Josh, I appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun. Hey, fantastic. Best of luck to you in the future. I know you got a real great, vibrant, interesting concept. So I know you're going to have a lot of success in the future. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, Nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.